Welcome back to Hollywood Bets Hit the Target podcast. And today, myself, Joshua Gaylord, will be your host. But it wouldn't be a podcast without some guests. And Ebo, how are you going? How's it, Josh? Bro, good to be back. Good, good. And then someone who hasn't been here for a while. I mean, his team now will be going on a bit of a gravy train with his maybe next six, five fixtures. Um, Donovan, Mr. Liverpool himself. Hey, what's happening? How's it, guys? Um, yeah, always good to be back and uh, to discuss our favorite league. Um, obviously, I took a little bit of a sabbatical like uh, the African Cup of Nations players, but everything's all done and dusted. I'm back. Um, and hopefully we can get back to our winning ways. Well, um, speaking of getting back to winning ways, we've got a team that's gone from bad to worse. Uh, FA Cup exit via penalties and then a lackluster second. I'll, I'll give them the first half, but a lackluster second half performance against 20th placed Burnley. Um, Abel, I'm going to go to you first on this one. Hey, bro. Um United, we are we are really gonna start with United today, guys. Well, it's <laughs> um, the early kickoff. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guys, um, it's it's gonna be a hard game for United um, against Southampton this coming weekend. We saw what they did um, against Tottenham. Um, they are a very tricky side to play against. Um, you never think the game is over against them. They just keep coming at you. Um, and for a team like United, it's it's a proper team for them to face because they like teams like United, you know? Teams low on confidence that aren't sure about the football they're playing because Southampton is very sure of the football they're playing currently. Um, so it's going to be a hard game for, for United. Um, also, talking about that last game, definitely the first half United played better they played way better than the second half um but we saw what we've been seeing from united inconsistencies you know in in indecisiveness um they're a bit annoying to watch currently because of that um but honestly we can't we, we can't wait for for a new coach honestly and we've got a new coach we've got ralph we've got ralph but something I spoke about that he's 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 um he, him being selected to coach United that is is one of those you know indecisive decisions made by the United board you know and 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 showing on the field the players I mean how can you explain players playing proper football in the first half and then it going out the window in the second half it just means that the players are not really sold on his project one is taking too long. Um, so we can't wait for the season to end. I think the players can't wait for the season to end, you know. And when you have a situation like that, you get games like the one, like the one we saw. Um, so w- with teams like Arsenal, Tottenham, West Ham, in and around United, and even Wolves, um, it's gonna be a, a very tough last few weeks. It's not even last few weeks; still quite a long way to go, yeah. guys. Um, but Look, yeah, I mean, it's a tough fixture for United. Uh, Southampton proved themselves quite beautifully against Tottenham. Um, but Don, this is your, like basically your next rival fixture. I mean, Liverpool's reserve team, Southampton, traveling to Old Trafford. <laughs> yeah, but it's the early kickoff. So uh, for, for me, I think on, on, on paper, Penn United at five to 10 should definitely be able to, to, to get over the line. But based on the performance of how Southampton came back against uh, what I thought of was a very good Spurs side and a good Spurs setup. Um, I think that's that's going to be a danger for for a an 
in inverted commas a um, a team with no confidence currently because I, don't, I think there's a there's a lot of building phases that are going on at United. Um, I'm, for my value bets, I'm not going to go for an actual winner because it's the it's the early kickoff. So I'm just going to go for the under 2.5 goals market at 21 to 20. I think that if you should add that into your multiple, um, Southampton will will obviously um, have that gold uh, gold threat from set pieces. Ward Prowse is going to be there, but I think David De Gea is for me still one of the best players um, at Man United. Plays with his hearts on his chest um, and will give 110 percent at all times. So I can't see a lot of goals has been conceded um, conceded by him uh, but I, that's why I've gone for the under 2.5 gold markets Look I have to disagree with you on that one for me I think this is a big value bet this weekend I'm not trying to knock United but Southampton played excellently against Tottenham and Tottenham they they had their moments but they weren't the best uh, during the midweek um, so I'm going draw no bets on this one uh, I think Southampton don't lose this fixture 26 and 10 is extreme value um, if you do want to go wow. down a bit on it uh, double chance on Southampton there as well. Um, next up, five o'clock on Saturday, there's three fixtures. I think this one is at the bottom of the pile for me. It's uh, Watford versus Brighton. Watford need point need points to escape relegation. And Brighton, I think, need a win to get uh, the fans back on their side. Um yeah, I, I I don't I don't see much coming from this game except maybe Watford desperately trying to escape the the, the relegation zone um, against a very good ball playing team. Um, they've gone straight three draws in their last three games. It's gonna be tricky for them. Um, but honestly, I see Brighton winning this one, guys. Brighton going away to get the victory. Graham Potter getting some brownie points with the fans done. Nah, for me, I think the the, the reason why I'm I'm back uh, I'm back in Watford on a double chance is purely because of where they are in the log um, and and what they are what they're trying to achieve. Um, the teams that are really down at the bottom. 18, 19, 20th. Um, in this time of the league, um, you don't want to face because it can be make or break for them. Um, Watford still have got a sniff in in uh, remaining up and, and staying up in, in the thing. So they're going to fight and they're going to fight um, quite hard. So I think when looking at the fixture list, they would have probably earmarked this fixture as a gettable fixture and the three points that they have to fight for um, because it's, it's not a a big team coming to them. It's a team on their level in the middleweight class and they can actually fight and get the points. Yeah, I think I have to go with you guys on that one. Um, for me, Brighton take that fixture. Uh, but up next, Brentford have been the best of the newly promoted teams in my opinion. Oh, well, even in points tally. Um, and I think they've shown some class and Premier League sustainability as well as signing Christian Eriksen, who, I mean, that just shows the intentions. Um, but they do take on Crystal Palace's Vieira, uh, Patrick Vieira's Crystal Palace, excuse me. And um, they had a solid performance in the FA Cup, but now they dropped two points against Norwich and Playboy. They've been dropping points, bro. They haven't won a game, I think, in their last five or six games now in the Premier League, and it's all been straight losses, not draws, just straight-up losses. Um so um, I see them collecting another L on this one. I'm being quite honest because um, Crystal Palace, while while they've also been on a bad form, um, they've also been playing good football. You you were just saying now that Brentford is one of the better playing promoted t- 
promoted teams if actually the best promoted team out of the lot um, but now this is a measuring stick for them it would be a great win for Brentford to beat Crystal Palace who are just above them on 13th position um, <clears throat> but like I just said it's a measuring stick for them I don't think Crystal Palace will ro- will, ro- will will roll over easily mm. um, seeing that it's a team that's just underneath them if they beat them on this game they go above them and that I, I don't see it happening um, but honestly um, I, would, I, would, I, would, I would pick a win for Crystal Palace or at least a draw here yeah, yeah. I, tend, I tend to disagree I think if I look at if I look at Brentford's run of fixtures in their last five fixtures that they've come out of. They've come out of City, Wolves, United, Liverpool and Southampton. It's a tough run. And we've just spoken about how good Southampton have been playing. So it has been a very, very tough run for them. Um, you know, coming back from a, a bruising and some would say a 2-0 against City at the Etihad. But if you look at the, what the game on and how the game unfolded, um, Brentford were, were there and there about for uh, for majority of the game, if it didn't, if it wasn't for two defensive errors by the goalkeeper, which were rare, okay, I think the scoreline would have been a little bit, um, a little could have been a little bit more respectable. But having said that, I think if if you look at Crystal Palace, this is also a London derby, so neither one would want to give up their their their, their, their title frames of of winning against a London derby. Patrick Vieira generally does come good for 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 London derbies. Um, but he's also not been in the greatest of form. If I look at their last five, mm. five fixtures, they've only had two draws, one win and two losses. Um, but if you look at the opposition that they've come and versed, it's been Norwich, Liverpool, Brighton, West Ham. Okay. So for me, I think that this is the game that Brentford and um, the management would have obviously looked at and said, okay, boys, this is the game we're bouncing back. You're coming back to the community stadium. It's going to be a hard-fought game. All the games that have been played at home have been hard fought um, by the Brentford faithful. So I'm actually going for a double chance Brentford um, win and draw. Yeah, I think that's either either argument can definitely be made for me. I'm staying in the middle. I think both teams definitely score in this one. But moving on, um, after a bright start in the FA Cup, Frank Lampard's Everton, they were put to the sword against the refurbished Newcastle, which we will speak about in a bit. But... They come up against Leeds and they had a very Leeds fixture against Gerard's side. Uh, six goal thriller there, Trevor. Yeah, I don't think this is a game Everton would be wanting to, to wake up to after after their loss to Newcastle. They would have been hoping for, you know, a less spirited team. Um, Leeds will be on their neck, um, as we saw um, in their last game. Um, like I said on the last um, podcast, Everton are fully in the relegation battle, and I think this mm-hmm. past weekend they woke. Well, this week they woke up to it. Um, if some of their fans were still in doubts about their whereabouts in the league, now they are fully aware that they need to come up with a result in this game. Lampard being Lampard, I don't expect him to to be happy with even one loss. He's never happy losing that guy. Um, so going into this one, he'll set up his team to to, to, to get something. Um, I think in this game, they would be even happy with the draw. Um, they need points. They need to run away from Newcastle. And I was saying before we started recording that Newcastle is going to be an issue for a lot of teams this season. So for Everton, the pressure is not only from above them, it's also from below. So they need to pick up points. Um, will they win against Leeds? 
<laughs> I don't know. I think it's gonna be a, an open game. Mm. Honestly, as um, I see both teams scoring, but yeah, it's gonna be a tough one for Frank Lampard. I was, I honestly don't know how how this one is gonna go. So I'll go yeah. with the draw. I, I, for uh, me, I think Frank Lampard. I mean. He'd rather, and remember the talks of him taking the Norwich job. I mean, he'd rather fight the relegation battle with Everton than Norwich. But any chance to mention, mention Gerard and uh, Frank Lampard in the same sentence? That's why I did that <laughs> no, earlier, Don. No, I, I saw what you did there, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to um, take that bait. Um, what I, what I, what, I, what I will say is that the Goodison faithful um, will come out in their numbers. Um, as much as there is major turmoils that are going on in that club. Um, and people may disagree that Frank Lampard might not be the right person for it. If you look at the signings that he's brought in um, in the January window, um, which w- which will obviously come through Donny van der Beek, um, being one of them, getting a bit of game time on there. Uh, I think this game would be one that Frank would probably relish because it's not a Leeds only know how, one way of playing which is the bucket style of football. So they're going to come heavy metal and come guns blazing. Um, and this is a game where the Evertonians will probably hit them on the break. Um, so I think a scrappy little Everton 1-0 wouldn't, could, could, be the, could be the trick on the cards. They are playing the 15th place um, team in the league. And I rightfully say that the pressure will be starting to mount from the bottom up, especially with Newcastle chasing them down. So for me, I think the Everton win, yeah. Yeah, um, I think it's going to be a really exciting fixture that one seeing Lampard try and always go in for that win regardless of the 1-1 or regardless of the 2-2. Um, next up, Premier League champions Manchester City. Uh, there's really not much to say about this fixture. I mean, I think they're preparing, they could probably throw in a couple of um, tactics for their Real Madrid midweek fixture against Norwich, uh, against PSG. Um, Evo, how much do Man City win by? <laughs> Over three calls on this one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's all I have to say about this game. Yeah. Honestly, um, yeah, I think I think they'll use this game as as a good preparation for the UEFA Champions League um, fixture. They do that Manchester City. They use like the last fifteen minutes to try a tactic, a different tactic that they might use in the in the next game. So um, hopefully Norwich might make it an interesting game, especially in the first half if they set up rights. Um, yeah, but most teams have, have tried that this season against City. It doesn't work. You can sit, you can park yeah. the bus, you can, you know, the, the closest they, that, that really pushed um, Manchester City by parking the bus was Wolves. Um, and they had fast players up front, you know. Um, but yeah, it's easy to win. It's just a question of how many goals fully, is fully yeah. agreed. I mean, yeah. I haven't seen the Mr. Value insert in the ESPN for a good couple of weeks. Yeah. But Don, can you find some value in this fixture? Yeah, for me, this is the banker for all multiples over two point five goals um, at ninety twenty. I think that that's probably where where it is. The champions have obviously hit a different gear. Um, and it's surprisingly that they've got a positive goal difference of 43 goals um, without having a quality recognized striker in their in their midst. But they don't need one with the way they play. Um, I, I watched the game in midweek um, and I think Cancelo for me is is next level. He shouldn't even be considered a right back. Yeah. Uh, the way he drifts in and he comes in from the from, 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 from the wing, um, he takes shots from outside the box. He creates he creates problems 
that shouldn't be be created. And I think that the Norwich defence might not have the answer for him. Um, and if they've got the answer there, Kevin De Bruyne comes up with the difference with the different thing. Um, Raheem Sterling will obviously just put, continue to push through. So the pressure is definitely going to be on. The goalkeeper is probably going to be the wor- um, most worked player um, in the team uh, for for B. So I'm, I'm saying over over two point five goals, nine to twenty, add to all multiples. Not not too bit too short for me. I mean, it's hard to find value. Yeah, I, I can't knock you on that it's one. A, it's a one to six uh, yeah. opportunity. I can't find value Definitely. in the game. Um, but moving on to Sunday's fixtures, there's a couple at four o'clock. Uh, speaking of, we've been speaking of the top four days quite a bit. Um, it's the outside chance of Wolves making top four. I mean, it's a big outside chance, but they have been playing excellently against Tottenham. Who I know we've been speaking about their games in hand, their games in hand, but it's that's not points in hand as many say. Um, and Wolves have been rather impressive. How do you see this fixture going? Um, it's going to be one of those, it's going to be like the game Tottenham, the, the last game they played <laughs> against Tot- uh, against Southampton. Mm. It's not going to be an easy fixture for them. And I think Wolves will go in there smelling blood, you know. Um, Tottenham won't want to lose this one again. Like no one wanna, will want to lose this game. But talking about um, chances of Wolves making it in the, in the, in the top four, um, they, they are... <laughs> Probably the second most informed team in the league currently, um, after Manchester City. Obviously, um, they're playing good football. They're getting some good results. Um, do they have a chance? I, I think so. Um, they have an outside chance of making it, but they have a better chance of focusing on Europa League. You know, um, I, I think it will be punching above their weight to say they're really going for for the Champions League places. But if if they can get the Europa League spots, I think there would be a successful season for them. Um, Tottenham are under the pressure to 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 get the top four. Conte will want his team to play in the Champions League next season um, to attract better players. He wants to rebuild. He wants to sign players that have the mentality he wants in his squad. So for that to happen, his team needs to be in the Champions League. You know, um, with that said, most in, well, one of the most informed teams in the league against a team that has a form that's fluctuating. Um, I still see Tottenham coming with the results after this game. I, I don't think they'll make the same mistakes they made in the last two games. Um, so I'll go with the Tottenham win on this one. Yeah. Don? Yeah, for me, Conte learned, uh, and the reason why uh, Conte's got such a winning mentality there is that he won't let the same mistakes happen. Um, and the he was so angry when it, when those two quick goals came through from Southampton um, defensively. Um, so he will he will rectify that mistake, and especially that it was at home. He won't let two home games go um, go a begging like that. So for me, I think that for me, Spurs um, is a team to at thirteen to twenty is is a banker. Uh, I think that they they will come out and they will fight. Um, yes, Wolves may be in form. Um, I'm actually quite surprised that you're talking about them in the outside chance of top four because that's not going to happen. I can tell you that right now. Uh, the top four places is it's the three teams up there, and then there's probably maybe two teams that are, that might be able to think. And I think that Wolves, rightfully so, would probably be looking at a Europa League qualification. Um, uh, as, as as a successful season, yeah. Um, so for me, I think that Spurs have just got too much too much to play for, for in, in this fixture, um, and they they for me the banker. Look, we're speaking of top four: um, Tottenham games in hand, no points in hand. West Ham 
points in hand, no games in hand. Arsenal aren't playing this weekend because Chelsea are at the Club World Cup. Um, but we'd like for our listeners to get involved with this. Uh, you can win a 200 and betting voucher, voucher courtesy, courtesy of Hollywood Bets. Just answer the question and comment below. Who will be the most consistent side to finish in the top four spot? But moving on, Newcastle versus Aston Villa. Newcastle seems to be getting the ball rolling after the all-important January window that we've been speaking about quite often. Um, against, or, or rather, before I ask you your predictions, Lebo, have they done enough in the January window? It's closed now. Um, they've played a fixture or two fixtures already. Have they done enough? Newcastle. Yes. I, I think they, they did um, decent a decent like decent business and in, in the window the January window is not the easiest as we all know um, but they got decent players decent personnel they got um, more than the names they got the positions right you know like they needed a midfielder here this type of midfielder they bought that type of midfielder they needed a striker they will get them goals um, he hasn't gotten those goals but he, you can see his impact up front um, and then they got Trippier who, whose impacts you know we, I don't even need to say what he's done for Newcastle Definitely. by now scored a fantastic, a fantastic free kick um, so signing wise they've done well um, in terms of football we know Eddie Howe how he likes his football played um, so I think I was saying Newcastle is going to be a problem for a lot of teams because like I said they're no longer for me they're no longer the team that, that's just there by the relegation with those relegation type players they've improved their squad you know to, to, to even compete with a team like Aston Villa in my opinion so that's why they were able to beat Everton who we are all saying has a good squad. Um, and now they're facing Aston Villa, who mm. also have a good squad. Um, it's going to be a tricky game. Definitely. <laughs> tricky but I game. think you just mentioned Everton got dismantled. I'll let Don give us a prediction on with this one. I mean, cool. Lampard got dismantled. Can Gerard do it? Guys, if we, if we look at this fixture, Newcastle versus Aston Villa, um, and yeah, in the intro, we, we, we spoke about the January window um, and both these clubs have done significant business. For me, the winner of the January markets has been one player and one player alone, and that's Philippe Coutinho. I think that Steven Gerrard's brought him back, um, reignited a passion in him that I've only seen when he, when he was playing under Brendan Rodgers at Liverpool. Um, I think that the guy is phenomenal next level. Um, he's showing why he was worth the price tag of 145 million pounds while Barcelona came out and, and did that and he's he's dominating the first the first ball um, that he passed that through ball was just and was it was top top draw um, so for me I think the winners in the January window were clear cuts by Aston Villa I think also Aston Villa have, have signed that Digny uh, the yeah, left the, in, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the left back uh, and I think Gerard has he's starting to to impart his his um, his his leadership qualities on 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 a, on an Aston Villa team that is now starting to believe him. Um, will Newcastle be a, a tough twist? Yes, it will. But for me, I think that um, at thirteen to ten, the Aston Villa um, faithful should be should be rubbing their hands with glee. Um, that is probably a a, a Christmas in uh, Christmas present wrapped up. It's an early Valentine's present for you. Um, 13 to 10 Aston Villa for me. I think that that's, they'll, they'll take them apart. Look for me. It's a big, those two fixtures we just discussed at four o'clock, big fixtures, but the one that maybe you and I and Labour wouldn't be watching, uh, maybe our, 
other colleague on the other side, he'll be watching his Burnley versus Liverpool. Oh, you got to watch this game. This is a, <laughs> this is a, this is a, you got to respect the fixtures. Um, yeah, hopefully Mane will be back uh, and shaking off uh, all the party atmosphere off. Uh, I think Liverpool at, at minus one handicap for me at 9 to 10 is, is, is another one that you could add to the multiples. Um, but I'm not overly confident in saying that. Uh, Turf Moor is, is a tough ground, I know. I know there was a team that went there recently and struggled to get a point. Um, so, you know, but we don't have the world's most expensive goal key, uh, defender. Uh, so hopefully Virgil van Dijk won't make the mistake that Harry Maguire did. Um, and we, yeah, <laughs> hopefully we can come out with three points from Turf Moor. Minus one handicap. I mean, Burnley, normally it's hoof it up and hope they've got a big guy up front now, uh, Vagost from the Bundesliga. But they do have a couple of runners that they've been implementing in the squad with um, Maxwell Cornett and Jay Rodriguez? Yeah, they do have equipment. <laughs> I call it that. Mm. Uh, they do have those those type of players that are skilled with pace and everything, but it's just not, it's, it, it just hasn't worked for Bendy this season. Um, I think they've been found out. Um, they've stayed in the Premier League long, long enough for teams to figure out this, their style of play. Um, and them losing um, Woods has just only made them weaker. Um Yes, they picked up a good point against United. <laughs> I'll give them that. But Liverpool isn't United, guys. Um, they they won't, you know. For one, they won't score one nil, one goal, and just sit back. You know, I don't, I don't see them doing that. I see them going. If they score one, they immediately look for the second one. You know. Um, but I have a question for Don. Um, if they win the two games they have in hand. You guys think you still have a chance? There. Well, mathematically, there's still a chance. So you got to believe uh, mathematically. Uh, but the way City are played currently, obviously, it's in their hands. Um, and Liverpool have never been in the situation that they're in right now. I think the last time they were in this situation was in 1982-83 season, where they were at this late stage of the season in uh, involved in all domestic competitions and Champions League. So on all fronts, um, uh, fighting for all uh, positioning. Jurgen Klopp has never been in this position and he's admitted it um, in his recent press conference. So it's good times. The happiness of the signings that the guys have come through, um, the squad depth that's coming through, um, I think they are in a good space, but he will always play down his, his, his aspirations. Um, having said that, I think Burnley haven't scored a goal against Liverpool in two years. Look, guys, I know we're all South African, but we're not going to be speaking about mathematical uh, probabilities. Yeah. Uh, Manchester City are the champions, but lastly, at of course, Josh, but wait, 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 lastly, at of course, six, we have Leicester versus West Ham, where there is a bit more of a contest for the fourth spot. Table. Um, Leicester, Leicester, Leicester. This season of just yeah, they've. I don't know if this is the right the right word, but they. I don't want to. Okay, yeah, it's not the right word, but I was gonna say bored me. Um, they've disappointed me in in a way. Um, <clears throat> I was hoping this would be you know Brendan Rodgers you know season, 
to finally shake up things. I mean, he did shake them up. He almost got for top four that other season. Then he almost got it again. I thought this season might actually really challenge um, with the type of players he got. I know it's it's mostly unknown players, um, players like um, Daga. Um, but I thought that injection of pace and the injection of new personnel and the way um, Yuri um, has been playing, you know. Um, and now there's rumors that he's he might leave um, in in July. But we'll see about that. Um, it's it's going to be a good game, of of course, um, because it's two football playing teams. But even though West Ham has their own style, um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that, to the game, to those two type of styles, you know, that are different. Even though um, West Ham are there in the top four, I still think that both teams are fairly balanced, you know. Leicester might win. It might go either way, honestly. So I would, I would go with a double chance here for either team. Look, it's yep. a tough fixture. Um, we were speaking about points in hand. West Ham got those points in hand. Uh, Don? Yeah, no, it's a, it's a very tough fixture um, if you analyse the game because purely about what's going on in and around both the clubs. Leicester, the way that they got knocked out as defending champs in the FA Cup is still haunting them. Um, and obviously, at, at West Ham... Oh, sorry, that was at Leicester City I was talking about. Um, and in West Ham, the the whole Kurt Zuma um, debacle um, and and where, where, where that debate, is, debate lines are, are, are thing. So the dressing rooms in both camps are, are, are a bit disrupted. Um, I think... Both managers are phenomenal managers. Um, Brendan Rodgers knows how to set up his his team against a a informed West Ham. I would say. I think that um, Bowden is he's been a player that I've watched and I've, I've excellent really form. yeah excellent form at the moment. You know, uh, picking up games thing. Um, and if this game could be anything like the the previous fixture, it was an entertaining four one victory for West Ham. Um, but I, I think this this time around it could be a lot closer. So I'm gonna just go for the both teams to score markets um, and cop out and, and add that to the multiple because I think it will be entertaining end to end football. Um, and hopefully Kurt Zuma doesn't play for the right reasons. Um, and then it show, opens up a bit of a defensive frailty at at, um, at West Ham, uh, which Leicester City can score. So I'm going to go with the both teams to score market, add that to the multiple with with obviously the banker of, of Tottenham winning um, Manchester United, uh, Manchester City um, and, and, and Liverpool minus one handicap. I think that that's probably a multiple for, for the taking. Not a bad multiple for me. I think this weekend Wolves can probably get the victory over Tottenham. I feel that Southampton can also get something out of that. Those are some two uh, those are two outsiders that I think they can get some value. But the top four races on. Remember Hollywood Bets is offering that 200 rand betting voucher. Um, you just need to answer the question who will be the most consistent side to finish in the top four spot. Guys, it's been a pleasure. Any last thoughts? Uh, fun. Uh, just looking forward to the weekend, bro. Come on, Southampton. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Cheers. Cheers.